0: do you find life challenging today do you ever wonder why all the chaos in the world would you like to find more peace more joy would you also like to be more connected to the children in your world if so stay tuned right now for life-changing moments with sharon wyckoff educator spiritual seeker and teacher and now your host sharon wyckoff
1: welcome everyone to bbs radio and life-changing moments um i am so excited to be here for another program today last week i'm just wondering if any of you um took up my invitation to go into nature more, to really listen to yourself, to be in silence, and to see if you could hear more life-changing moments. Um, I was, that was my invitation. So, if you are listening to this on Saturday, February 4th, 3 o'clock to 4 o'clock uh, Pacific time, feel free to call in and, and share your life-changing moments. I'd love to hear from you. Also, I just want to acknowledge the new banner I have on my uh, page. I'm so appreciative to Don and Doug at BBS Radio to, you know, do all the tech work behind the scenes because I'm not very techie. And so I wanted to talk about this um, life-changing moment for me. If you see it's a beautiful scene in nature, which is in Boise, Idaho. And I was on my my, uh, my way to Montana a year, uh, about a year and a half ago, and I stopped off in uh, Bo- Boise, and I was walking around one of their parks, and I actually came up on this heart. There was about five trees with various size hearts on them, and it just took me by such surprise because... When i 'm in nature, I have this heart opening and this love of the trees and the skies and the animals. I just love the smell of the the environment and so for this heart to pop out in brilliant red, it was a life changing moment for me i'll never oh I'll, I'll, I'll always for remember it so it's now my banner, and i'm so grateful that um Uh, Doug and Don were able to do that for me. So I look forward to hearing about your life-changing moments. So I just want to say um, today the title of the program is Healthy Healthy and Happy Household. And so I'm going to be talking about um, our health, going to be talking about getting back to basics. And in the weave of this, I'm going to be sharing some more life-changing moments. And also, I'm just acknowledging that although we're talking about common day things, we are doing this on the landscape of a world that is filled with challenges. So that's part of this program because I really want to give you some Ways of being in the world that make it um, so much easier to be with what is arising today. So, with that being said, I just want to say that you know, we are going through this transition on the planet. So, I mentioned it last week. Um, The energies, just briefly, the energies from Aquarius are coming to the planet now, and we're moving away from Pisces. So, this is bringing about more light, and therefore. There's two fractions that are taking place, kind of like a war between the the ones that want to move forward with really making it a planet that works for everyone, and then the old ones in power wanting to keep things at the status quo. So, we are in this right now. It's not going to be changing probably by the time you wake up in the morning. It's a slow change, but it's hope on the horizon because it really is a transition into more light, more love, and more compassion, and more brightness for all of us. Uh, Twenty years ago, I wrote a poem for my parenting after an incident at a preschool where I was working at, and um, I use it still today because it's applicable today more than any other time, I believe. And I changed this through the 20, what, 23 years now that I've been using it. I changed it often, but I'll, here's one version of it. This is the time to see with new eyes, to hear with a new ear, to hear with new ears, to think with a clear awareness and to act with new understanding. So I invite you to truly be open to change open to the possibilities of what today brings. As I mentioned last week, it's kind of like being on a roller coaster because we never know what each day is going to be. And yet if we approach it from that place of being on a roller coaster, we're open to the unexpected. We're open to the new. We're open to uh, what is coming. So let's Where am I going after this? Um, Yes, I want to share with you one more thing. Um, One of these life-changing moments that I had, you know, they come in all different times. They come in all different places. They come in different ways, and they open us to different things. Um, I was planning on being a uh, secretary. Oh, maybe I shared this with you. I think I did. I was being going to be a secretary, and then it just didn't resonate with me. I, I felt into my body without having those words for it, um, because I was only, what, 15, 16 years old. But I knew the secretarial work just didn't wasn't right with me, it didn't feel right. So... I love children. I had been with children and working with them since I was about 10 or 11. And I knew that it was right for me to do that. And so I'm going to be talking about principles, um, both in my parenting work and in these programs for everyone, because the principles of parenting are really principles for life. And so one of these is to look within Uh, In the stillness of now and see what really resonates with you. Um, There are so many articles out right now. I have a book called Emergence and different psychics and different people write for it. And everyone is saying that this is the time to do something new, to really uh, trust yourself, to go within and see what is right for you at this moment. So many times uh, in the world in general, we're always encouraged to look for our answers outside of ourselves. But really, everyone is different and works, um, and what works for one person does not work for another person. And I'm going to share another story about that a little bit later. And again, too, my stories that I share, I'm not trying to get you to do this or that, but just to open perhaps your heart and your mind to the possibility that if you're in a challenge right now, there's different ways of looking at it and to be open to the new, to the unexpected. One of the affirmations that I have used for years, and I actually don't know when it started, but it was a long time ago, and I didn't get it from anywhere. I kind of made it up, uh, and that is I know exactly what to do and how to do it. And when I'm in the midst of a challenge, and it could be something very small, you know, I don't know what to put into the skillet for dinner I, as far as herbs go and spices. Um, or something more serious, you know, I don't know what to do for my show, perhaps, and I just make that affirmation. I know exactly what to do and how to do it, and it really has worked for me. I wanted to share you one with you one book that is just amazing. It's uh, Rewired by Eric Spielman, and she has different affirmations in it for different times. And I'm just going to read a couple of them for right now under the affirmations on authenticity. And it says one of them is, um, let's see, which one is i going to do. Today, I will remain true to myself. I will honor my feelings. And it is safe to speak my truth. Another one is, I have the right to take space from others when I need it. And I am unique in my world, and I honor my choice. So those are a couple, and they're, again, from a book called Rewired Rewired by Eric Spielman. She writes both uh, in the recovery movement and also for people just wanting to live a different way. So we do. We really need to learn to trust ourselves and know that the next step is, you know, is is going to be shown to us, is going to be um, given to us. And that next step might come in the form of someone, you know, um, sharing a book with you. Saying something to you for you tuning into a program. If you're listening to this, this might be one of those changing moments for you. We never know when those changing moments can come, but they can come at all different times. I want to share with you the words from a song that I just love. I have not been able to find it online, although I've been emailing with William Florian, who is the the author and the songwriter of it. I'm going to pull up the words right here. I have so many papers, where did they go? (laughs) This is funny. Okay, so I'm looking for the words for my song. It's called A Time for a Change, and William um, wrote this approximately Let's see, what is he said? Yeah, 2006. I had met him through a beautiful, uh, life-changing moment about 2002, 2003, I think, when I was in Sebastopol. And um, I'll just briefly tell you the the story behind it. Uh, I went to a concert, an in-home concert, to hear... Um, got yeah, his CD here. To hear the man who wrote Earth Anthem, Stephen Longfellow Disc, and it was an in-home concert in Sebastopol, California, and William was also playing with him that night. And I was going through a very challenging time financially, and so I couldn't afford their CDs. So I spoke to both of them, and they both gave me a CD. And later, of course, I paid him back and I've had him both on my radio show before. William's been on a couple of my shows at different times. And so when I wanted to do it for my show this week, I just emailed me, me emailed him. And I'm going to email him again and ask for the music. So I'll have it next time. But I do have the words now. And it's time for a change. And I think he saw something that was, um, is he saw something that was going to be happening in the future with these words because they're very uh, timely. I believe it begins. Time for a change. I wish I was a singer. I would sing it for you. We've got politicians, lawyers, and bankers ruling our lives. Without the corporations lining their pockets, they could never survive. How much bleeding and deceiving will it take until we finally, until we're finally fed up, and we replace all these businessmen with? businessmen with diplomats who won't be corrupt. It's time for a change. It's time for a change. It's time for a change. I see families around the world being hypnotized in front of TV. We'll talk more about that later. That's my side comment. Unaware that they're being programmed by a media the state oversees. It's time to wake up. Pull out the plug now before it's too late before the freedoms and the values that you have cherished are stolen away. It's time for a change. It's time for a change. It's time for a change. It's time to wake up, Time to act before it's too late. Or the freedoms and the values that you cherish will be stolen away. It's time for a change. It's time for a change. It's time for a change. So, those are the words, and um, I will be having that played at another time. So, we're going to take a break in just a moment, but before that, I want to tell you that I'm going to come back, and we're going to talk about health. Although I have been really healthy throughout most of my life, I've had a few incidences where I really was not healthy. And I had to think outside the box because the tradition, traditional ways were not going to work. Uh, the first one was in 1970, and the last one was last year, when I didn't think I would be here. And um, so I'll share those three different episodes with you uh, when we come back. So um, I'll see you in a few minutes. Stay tuned.
0: Do you find life challenging today? Do you ever wonder why we are having so much chaos in the world? Would you like to find more peace, more joy? If so, tune in to Life Changing Moments for a deeper understanding of why the chaos today, as well as how to find more peace in these times of transition and transformation <music> Calling all parents Would you like to create a more peaceful household Would you like to feel more peaceful as a parent. Sharon Wyckoff has had the joy of parenting three children for over 50 years. She is offering her peaceful parenting class over six weeks. Visit org today. Learn principles and practices for creating a peaceful household. That works for all ages of children visit the art dot org today
1: so welcome back to life changing moments I want to talk now about um Thinking outside the box and the, also going back to basics, too, but some, uh, some happenings that took place in my life that really allowed me or made me go within to figure out what the problem was and to make some really um, kind of big choices. I think in today's world, it's so easy for us to look outside for our answers. We have um, a media that has lots of solutions for us, supposedly, but those are those solutions for, other, for those people, perhaps, but each person is different. And so, the solutions for one may be different than the solutions of, for another. So even before we start looking for a solution for a particular situation, I think health-wise, I think we have to look and see if we are covering the basis. I know people in my lives right now who are not following, following the basics of health, um, and they're just not very healthy, and they're looking outside the box, but they're not going back to the basics. So what do we need? And I just did a blog on this uh, yesterday, I think it was. Uh, My website is theartoflivinglife.org, theartoflivinglife.org, and I did a blog on this. So it's called The Bittersweet Beauty of the Basics, (laughs) Basics for Health. And why is it bittersweet? I called it bittersweet on purpose because so many of the basics are right before our eyes. But it means that we have to change our lifestyle, perhaps. Like this month, I'm giving up sugar. And um, all I do, although I don't have a lot of it, I do enjoy sweet things at times. So this is a, you know, a switch for me right now. So what are the basics? Okay, I'm going through them quickly. I may do another show on this uh, altogether. But water, good, clean water, instead of carbonated drinks, instead of all the other drinks that are possibility, food. Whole grain foods, fruits, vegetables, nuts, grains, uh, limited dairy and meats, if that's what you eat. I've been a vegetarian for over 30 years, so that's not the, the way I go. But, you know, some people do include that. Um, this means not a lot of processed foods, not meeting, eating out every day, because you don't know what's in the food. In fact, I love to purchase some of the homemade things or store made things, but they're they're made right there in the house, in health food stores. But when I read the labels, I go, I don't think so. Regular sleep periods at regular times, uh, going to bed at 2 in the morning and getting up at 11 is really our body life. Uh, movement on a regular basis, either exercise, um, I used to do Christ, I loved it, and now I do Qigong, which I'll share with you a little bit later about that. Um, we all need relationships and connections uh, that can be with our spouse, with our family, with our children, with our parents, just perhaps friends, but we need connection. I think number six is a purposeful living uh, children actually do their work through going to school. That's their work. Our work as adults is perhaps doing a radio show that we're passionate about or teaching something that is important to us. So purposeful living. And then interest, having interests for ourselves. Years ago, I read a book by William C. Menninger, and he's co-founder of the Menninger Foundation an internationally known center for the behavior and treatment of dis- and treatment of dis-, dis okay, for the treatment of behavioral disorders. And his passion was that he thought everybody should have some kind of a passion themselves that was bigger than themselves. And for him it was Boy Scouts. So those are some of the basics that I think we need to look at because in order for physical health We have to have physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual health. So going on to story number one. Okay. So this is 1970. And it was a wake-up call for me. I had a beautiful son who did have cerebral palsy. He was born with cerebral palsy. I had had a miscarriage before, um, a year before he was born, and I had a miscarriage a year after he was born. He was about five at the time. And my husband and I were going on a trip, a boat uh, trip, which included a seven-day houseboat adventure, and we were going with two friends of ours, and when our friends arrived at our house um, to go together, to travel together to our houseboat adventure, um, Meg said to me, Sharon, she says, I just discovered all these books about the food, our food." and the additives in them. And I had not heard anything about additives in our food. So we began our adventure, and we were delighted to get on the boat, and my son was enjoying it so much. It was just a wonderful time. And Meg and I started reading our books. Well, by the end of the time, we exited the houseboat. Neither of us were eating any of the foods that we had brought. I think we lost about five pounds. And so she also spoke about a um, line of vitamins that she thought was very important. So the life-changing moment was as I was leaving the houseboat, I thought, wow. As I stepped onto land, my life is different now. I am not going to be eating all the processed foods. I'm going to take vitamins, and I'm going to change around my health. So I went home and I created a chart, and I can see it today as clear as day, on my kitchen cupboard where I put it. And it had all my vitamins listed, and I checked it off on a daily basis, and I did this for six months. And at the end of the six months, I learned that I was pregnant, and I went on to have a normal pregnancy and a normal delivery and a healthy little girl. And I repeated this three years later. So being on that houseboat with Meg and reading the books, learning that material was a life-changing moment for me. And I will always remember it um, as a significant time in my life. So, again, I'm not trying to sell vitamins. I'm just inviting you to perhaps think a new way if you're having any kinds of challenge. Let's fast forward now about 30 years, 2002. And I was eating very healthy, I thought, but I was trying. I wasn't feeling well. I was very cold. My system was freezing all the time. And um, I had had an incident, actually, that was the start of this. Um, I was in a restaurant with friends. They were arguing, a couple. And I started choking. And so I was choking so bad that the whole restaurant knew that I was choking. And the man I was with uh, did the high maneuver on me. And um, it didn't help, actually. But within another 30 seconds, I got my breath. And it was a life-changing moment in itself. Um, I actually, that was 18 months before 2002. Um, So I was recovered from that, but it was a slow process, but I wasn't feeling well. Uh, My body was very, very cold, and I was trying everything. Different people had different programs that were working for them, so I tried being um, a vegan. I tried being a cold Buddhist. I tried just everything, and nothing was working for me. So one day, I was still not well, and I woke up, and literally, I did not have the strength to walk 10 feet, nor the consciousness, the mental capacity to juice for myself, and I go, oh, my goodness. So I don't always like to ask for help, but I did. I called a friend, and she came over. And she was working that day, so she couldn't really help. And she got me situated in bed. And so I thought, what am I going to do? And I just laid in bed and started going. I don't know if I went through the phone book or if I went through my books at the time. But I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. Because I didn't want a whole series of tests, which probably would have happened if I went to through the traditional uh, medical system. So I came across, after a day or two, the teachings of Ayurvedic or Ayurvedia and Ayurvedic uh, practitioners. And I called one and it just resonated with me. I go, yes, this is what I want to do. It felt right. And so, basically, it was a series of um, eating certain foods, and they could diagnose the, po- uh, the, the pulse. This is amazing technique. Um, if you've never known or heard about it, practitioners who are trained, and not every Ayurvedic practitioner is trained in the pulse, and if I find when I want to have my pulse read, I make sure that they are really trained. I don't want someone who can just do it a little bit, but I want someone very trained. And what they can do is they actually just put their hands, their fingers on your pulse. And instead of just reading the pulse, it has a hundred different, it has three different layers, I think it is, or three different pulses, and then many layers below that. So they can tell you exactly what organs are affected. And what then they, with their expertise, they can tell you what to do and what practices to go into, what foods to eat. And so I made an appointment and I started my Ayurvedic um, time in my life. It went on for three years. I did body, I had body massages and um, salt scrubs, they called them, and eating a very specific way. It, uh, they work with seven layers of, what should I say, of illness that really comes before you have a disease of some kind. So they worked with my lymph system, with the digestive system. And um, after three years, I mean, I felt better within a couple of weeks, but then it took me a couple of more years, two to three years, I think. I was on that food plan without even considering anything else for three years. So um, I think the moment it changed there was when I decided to look within for my answers, went to bed, and started searching and seeing what felt right for me. Again, it's listening to what resonates with myself. Um, I know many other people who have had challenges. Some have gone the Ayurvedic way. I know of people who have been healed that way. And I know other people who have taken on different modalities. So it's a matter of personal choice and listening within is the key. So the last one I want to share with you actually was, um, just happened last year. Uh, Well, actually, yep. last year, um, I had traveled about 1,500 miles to go to a seminar in Montana and also had a home opportunity there because I was in Ashland before and I could not find a home in Oregon or on the West Coast. That met my needs um, because of the pandemic and also the in in Ashland there were many, had been fires, and all the um, housing was really, really at a shortage. So, uh, my system was really run down. And then I was there and actually had an illness there which is not one of my moments I'm going to speak about today. (laughs) I'm going to go into this other one. Um, But when I came, then four months later, I knew that I just could not stay in Montana. So um, I did leave. In fact, I left Montana a year ago today and found my way to Northern California. And um, so this incident began in my new home and last April, I had a, and I'm in really good health, I'm old, <laughs> but good health and just um, started feeling not well. And so I thought it was maybe because of a head injury I had maybe 10 or 15 years earlier. So I just knew I had to do something different. Um. And so this one day in in uh, in April, I just threw my front door open. I had the heat on because it was cold, and thinking, "Oh, is my heater a problem? No, the heater can't be a problem." And just stopped by teaching for that afternoon because I could not, I could not um, function. And then I got better from that, and yet still, um, you know, the months passed: May, June, July, August, and August. Finally, it was just ah. Uh, I I could not function. So I was getting headaches and I'm not one for headaches. So I think, okay, what am I gonna do? So I actually went um, online and I said, I have got to find something new. I have got to get a healing appointment. And years earlier, I had seen a picture of a man. This is my life changing moment. on the internet, and he was talking about Qigong and how the hand is so important. And I remembered that incident, and that was like five to ten years earlier. And I happened to run across this picture on the uh, internet, and I thought, oh my goodness, this is what I need. And basically, um, I called that day, I called on August 23rd, For an appointment. And I had an appointment, and within a few days, I was changing. I was feeling so much better. I had a healing appointment with a master, and she worked with me, and it was life changing for me. And I just want to share with you a little bit about what I found. And again, to When, just like William Florian's work, I love his work, I promote people that I just dearly appreciate and admire who are doing um, such a, making such a difference in the world. So this appointment was uh, that day with Spring Forest Qigong, and um, Chunyi Lin is the master and the person behind Spring Forest Qigong. He's a certified international Qigong master and founder of Spring 4 Qigong. And what he did is he has the um, uh, fluency in numerous Chinese dialogue, dialects. So he was able to study with many masters in the Qigong movement and came up with the, his own Qigong movement, and which are so powerful and he made it accessible for anyone. His vision is a healer in every family and a world without pain. And he is a frequent keynote speaker at national health conferences. And he has access on his website to free practices. So I have done it either once or twice a day, every day since August 23rd when I got there and when I met them, and it's been life changing. that was another one of those times when I had had a moment years earlier seeing his picture on the Internet and then realizing um, that was the way that I had to go for this, this particular feeling. So I want to just take a short break right now, and then we're going to come back and talk about our children and um, have some more thoughts on that. So I'll see you in just about two minutes.
0: Do you find it difficult to be present to all that is going on in the world right now? Sharon Wyckoff offers a four-week class introducing participants to four simple practices that help you stay positive, allowing fears and negative emotions to dissipate and support you in living in the present moment where beautiful, life-changing moments happen. Visit TheArtOfLivingLife.org for more details. Learn an easy and simple way to meditate, chant, and use mantra to support you in living a happy and successful life. Take action and make a change today that can shift the way you look at life, the way you live life, and the way you see yourself. Visit theArtOfLivingLife.org. And sign up today.
1: Welcome back to Life Changing Moments at BBS Radio. I want to talk a little bit about our children and life changing moments with them and listening to them. Uh, Last week, I mentioned that my parents listened to me when I was 10 years old, when I said no to an experimental injection by our local doctor. And I'm so grateful because it really allowed me to honor myself and honor what I was feeling at the moment. So I think it's very important to include our children in the process of life, especially When a situation includes them. I want to share something about um, my son. We were looking for a preschool for him. This is one of those life changing moments and involving him in the process. And we had looked at different preschools, and I had told him about some that I went to, and then he went with others, to others looking with me. And I had this one more that I wanted to go to. It was actually a mommy and me class. And the day that we were going to go, he said, no, I don't want to go. And I said, you know, let's really try this one. And I explained to him that I was actually staying and he would play with the children and I would be back, but I would be the other parents with other parents. But I would be there, and it really seemed like a a great opportunity. So he agreed, okay, okay, I'll go, I'll try it. And it turned out to be the perfect school for him. And I think we were there, I know, one year for sure, and it might have even been two years. So it was one of those life-changing moments when, you know, he really didn't want to do something. But I really talked it over with him, and he was only... Wow, three, maybe four at the time, three or four at the time. So another one, a child, I'll call him George. Uh, I don't use their real name, so I'll call him George. Uh, <clears throat> as you know, probably, I think I've shared you that I'm a piano teacher of 53 years now. And um, it has just been a delight. And I got a call from a... a um, father one day saying, my son, he's only six years old, but he tells me he wants to play the piano. (laughs) And I go, great. I work with six-year-olds. Well, this boy, George, uh, I worked with him for three years and he was fabulous. Then I moved away. I wasn't doing online classes at the time. And then they family found me online about three, four years ago. And they said, you know, George wants to work with you again. And I worked with them for another year or two. And Oh my goodness he became fantastic he could take any piece that he wanted to and make up his own arrangement of it so again it was the father listening to a child that made a huge difference and let's see last one i'm an elementary teacher in long beach california And the principal came to me and asked me if I would mind taking a child into my classroom because he was having a challenge in another classroom. And I said, sure. And so I talked to the teacher to find out what was going on. And he was just very, very active and he couldn't really sit still. A very tall boy, I'm gonna call him Andy. And so um, a few days later, I was told that the parents approved of this and he was going to come into my classroom the next day. And I saw Andy on the playground and I started talking to him and I said, I hear you're going to come into my class. And he was kind of shy and put his head down and go, yeah. And so I started asking him what he liked to do. Well, I learned that he was an artist and, um, I said, oh, I'd love to see your artwork. He said, really? And I said, yeah. So he brought me this notebook the next day that was unbelievable. So I had a conversation with him, and I said, Andy, you know, I'm going to let you draw when you're at your seat, as long as you're listening to the directions that I'm giving. He goes, okay, okay, I can do that. And that was a life-changing moment, both for him and myself, because it showed me that children sometimes have to do something different in the classroom, and also that for him, his body needed to move. And so that was something that very important. Um, over the last few years, we have had a time where the practice of masking was enforced on many children, and I know many parents who enforced it. and. Um, I've heard tales of woe about this, children protesting, children crying, children not wanting to go to school, and yet many of them learned to wear the mask. And I wasn't concerned about the masking anymore because I thought that many people had stopped this. But just the other day, I've, I've been seeing the mask, and I'm really concerned about the surgical mask. This is what I'm speaking about today. More cells than than other ones, because that's where the research is showing some some things happening. Um, the blue and white surgical mass they some there's research going on about these now because people are saying that we shouldn't be covering our mouths, and the surgical mass um, particularly. Many are documenting that there is a graphene in them. It's called, which is a heavy, heavy mental. So, can you imagine wearing a, a, to- a mask with that is toxic and breathing in? I mean, many people say just breathing our own carbon dioxide is not right. Is not good. What we breathe out. But then having a, met- a toxicity uh, in the mask is also something very important to look at. And I just got some new information this week that they're doing some more research on them. Uh, again, this is the blue surgical mask. And they're seeing a movement in them. A uh, One lady did a research at five different prod- uh, factories. And the same things were happening. They're seeing something move in them, and they're thinking it's microscopic. Uh, It might be spiral keats or flatworms. So, again, this is something, you know, um, we just have to really tune into our own bodies and see if this is right. I have worn a mask a variety of times when I needed to, and it just didn't feel very right. So I got one that was very loose. And I haven't worn one now for over a year and a half, so I just invite you to truly tune in and see what is right for you. So, I know we're coming to the end of our program today. Um, I invite you, I would love to hear from you regarding any feedback you have, and also please feel free to visit me at Sorry.org. And I have a parenting class coming up beginning at the end of the month, which I invite you to explore. And I invite you this week, this month, to live in the field of possibilities, fields of health, fields of love, fields of health, fields of happiness, contentment, the fields of gratitude. When we And I like to call them fields because it gives us a flavor of living in a beautiful environment. When we live there on a regular basis, then we can be more open to life-changing moments when they occur. And also we can be open to handling the moments of grief, the moments of sadness when they come up, but we first have to be, have a grounding in the field of possibility, in the fields of faith, trust, contentment, gratitude. So I hope you are taking care of yourself, tuning into your own body and really hearing what you have to say, what your inner voice is saying to yourself taking time to breathe, taking time to relax, taking time to sit and do nothing and to enjoy the gifts of nature. And I want to leave you with one short poem. As I said before, I use this in my parenting, but it's appropriate now. Let us see with new eyes. Today, let us hear with new ears. Let us think with a clear awareness. Let us speak with loving kindness. Let us think with clear awareness, and let us act with new understanding. So, thanks for listening. I'll see you in two weeks here on BBS Radio. Thanks again to Don and Doug for everything you do behind the scenes, and I hope you visit me at theartoflivinglife.org. See you next time on Life-Changing Moments. Bye for now.